Hello everyone. This is Shunali Shroff and this is Kiran Mandral and, and we, we are, are not your aunties. Hello everybody and welcome to Not Your Auntie. I am Shunali Shroff and I am Kiran Mandral and we are definitely not your auntie. Why did we decide to say we're not your auntie? Uh I think it started with me tweeting about the fact that I walked into a store recently and there was a man possibly in his late 30s or early 40s and he said aunty zara side pe hona to <laughs> and i was really offended i came back and tweeted about it and later on i thought about it i said why did such an old full grown adult call me an aunty it's okay for my children's friends to call me an aunty but the fact is i'm the mother of a 20 year old and i said it's time that i accepted it that i am looked upon as an older woman or somebody approaching middle age and uh, that's how it all started and that's when you wrote back to me on twitter saying saying that my first experience of being called an auntie was when i was 24 so the first time i got called auntie shunali believe it or not was when i was 24 you must be joking i'm dead serious and the gentleman who called me auntie had to be at least 70 did he have astigmatism no he was being very respectful to a young girl standing there when he had come to ask for votes so i said thank you uncle ji and it was water off a duck's back i never thought about it then but now i think i am definitely not your auntie yeah well said i think we're okay with being auntie but this whole thing of calling a slightly older woman auntie is no longer respectful so please take your respect away <laughs> show respect in other ways don't auntie us so i think that this is how the idea of this conversation came into being and what do you think we are talking about today and generally speaking in this show all that makes up not being an auntie which would be gen z millennials yes elon musk twitter instagram, instagram you name it climate change you name it fashion influencers we could go on i think we will talk about all those things that annoy us and all those things that give us joy we'll talk about things that keep us up at night and things that let us go back to sleep and so it is that you are likely to expect a conversation between two women who are trying to come to terms with growing older and i think the whole idea of both of us being in the throes of perimenopause and being around the same age dealing with teenage children their recalcitrance is that misery loves company and i personally feel i'm no longer afraid of uh, the dreaded m word i often think about it that it's not just me who's about to go through menopause jennifer aniston is going through it jennifer lopez is going through it you are going through it we're all going through it and we're trying to break the omerta about menopause i mean i don't understand why we were never told about what menopause is we just imagined we would say nicely from being hot babes in our 30s to gentle old grannies in our 60s and no one speaks about this intermittent phase which is so confusing and perplexing i actually thought that it was spoken of as some sort of uh, a lack of human virtue you know <laughs> so if you're menopausing it's almost like you've done something terribly wrong or it's like a disease and illness so in my 30s i dreaded it i'd keep asking my mother you had your menopause early i hope mine won't be early and my mother used to say no no don't stress don't stress yours won't be early uh, just stay calm and cool and look after yourself so it was something that i was trying to 
put off, you know, I was hoping that I'll get it in my perimenopause in my 50s or whatever, I'm not 50 yet. But now I've come to understand it is a rite of passage. It has its ups and downs, the whole process. But come on, it's not like, you know, I used to think I'll wake up a man one day. <laughs> but it's not like that. I'm still me. It's just that my body is not me any longer and it does change things. It's like being in a relationship in your 20s with an unpredictable man, which is so exciting when you're in your 20s. And now it's not because this unpredictable man you're in a relationship with is your own body. But I think I'm okay with all of that. And uh, it's a little hump that we have to, you know, ride over and get on to the other side pretty much as hot as we started, like you just said. Absolutely. And talking about hot, hot flashes, that is something that we have to come to terms with. Hot flashes are not what they seem. They don't come and go in a flash. They last and they last and they last. What was your first experience of a hot flash? So my first experience of hot flash was in the UK in 2020 during the lockdown. In October, it was really cold. I'd left the window ajar at night because I need some air circulation. I was there at the time. And I had a lot of copious amounts of wine with my husband the night before. And I woke up in a wet bed. It was soaking with my own perspiration and I don't perspire easily. And at that point, I thought too much wine. Maybe it's a part of just drinking too much wine because I think that's how I got through the lockdown on the might of red wine. But then I tried not drinking in subsequent nights and this was happening every other night. And I used to feel cold fairly easily, although I w I'm not like you. I know how, how cold you feel. Can we talk a bit about that? I thought I was a reptile born in human flesh. I would feel cold at any given point. You pull out your monkey cap and it rains heavily in Bombay. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. In, in the winter, in Bombay winter, when we go below 20, I pull out the thermals. Right. I use a blanket every night. But now... Now, it's like I wake up in the middle of the night and the bed is like to rinse shroud. It's soaked with sweat. And there's another creature lying there inside. And I wonder if it's an alien monster or some creature from a horror movie escaped out there. But then it's just me. It's just the imprint of me. All sweaty. But did you tell me recently that these hot flashes may well continue into our 70s? That's what I read. So be prepared. It's going to last a while. So we are our hormones, basically. We are. Right? We are absolutely our hormones. urges, our rage, our passions. It's all hormones. And I, speaking of passions, it's so nice. It's so liberating to have no. <laughs> to really have no urges and no passion. I don't think the spouse would quite like that. I think my spouse is just trying to stay alive because what I do feel is moments of rage. And, you know, never cross a menopausal woman is something that we should have on our doors on our cupboards, on our foreheads, because of menopausal rage is not a pleasant thing to encounter, especially if you're unarmed. But you know, my mind's a little foggy because that's another byproduct of this phase that we are going through. And I no longer know if this is my personality. Is this who I am or is this just a function of this little period of, say, eight to ten years in my life? What if I've always been this person? I'm just more self-aware now, easily angered. So but that's a good thing to be if you're the most easily angered person right now. It keeps people at a distance and it gets your work done. Yeah, my it? husband now lives between India and Dubai. <laughs> so, <laughs> And my husband sleeps on the edge of the bed. <laughs> and speaking of hot flashes, let me get back to that. You know, the biggest wars in our house are fought over the AC remote. Is that right? Yeah, the little white thing that lies in the bed between us two. There's a no man's land. My hands tentatively creep out and grab it. And winners get it all. And then there's a spat. 
and I am the one who is very nimble and I get it and then I hide it through the night and then there's a lot of sulking and fighting. What temperature do you keep your thermostat at? 20. Oh, that's good because I'm keeping it at 17 now. I used to be at 22. See, I feel cold in normal times when, you know, these I know. hot flashes don't come upon me. So 20 for me is like freezing. Yeah. So 20 you're getting by. You know what happens with me? The whole night I'm in a fight with my blanket. Hmm. So for me... The battle at night is with my comforter, not with the spouse or the remote. All I'm doing is taking it off because I feel really hot. And then because the perspiration makes you feel even more cold, then I take it back on again. And as a result of this, I have started combating colds very often. Mm. Because you know how it is when you when you sweat, you become, I'm sweaty Betty at night, basically. So that is that. But moving on from uh, hot flashes, the other great joy of uh, menopause is dry skin. I'm thinking of investing in buying stock options in Nivea or a company like that <laughs> because I'm going through horrible skin right now. What are your physical symptoms? Skin is not behaving. Skin has never behaved all through my adolescence. I had acne and now all through my menopause, I also have acne and I have dry skin. So I don't recommend it. I'm filling the coffers of Clearasil. I'm filling the coffers of Vaseline. Charming to still get pimples. Yeah, It's I almost something to boast about. It's yeah. like I think I'm still young. I'm sharing pimple products with my son. We bond over Clearasil and we bond over salicylic acid Lucky face you. washes. I mean, there's nothing else to bond over because he's in the room most of the time and we communicate over WhatsApp. Of course, he's a teenager boy. Yeah, so, yeah. But, you know, we discuss pimple products and pimple patches and we share them. So there is that element of bonding. And yes, dry skin. What do you do with dry skin? You coat yourself with Vaseline and hope for the best that you will get up with decent skin that doesn't look like a fish. You just transformed into yeah, a fish overnight. Yeah, that's a good tip. Maybe I should try some Vaseline at night. My daughter was shopping for me at the Charlotte Tilbury outlet. Uh, in the UK, she was studying there. And she texts me one day saying, there's this really lovely cream called the magic cream. It's a special old people's cream. Should I pick it up for you? So that was a moment of, you know, I was being forced to look at the mirror and be told by officially by my child that it's an old person's cream. But I have to accept one thing that while I'm okay with menopause and I'm okay with all of that, I'm not ready to be called an old person yet. I find it very, very offensive because of the way it's spoken. I'm okay with being called old person. I'm okay with being called auntie. It depends on who calls it. So if somebody whose milk teeth haven't fallen out yet calls me old person and auntie, I will take it. But if somebody over puberty calls me auntie and old person, then I will not take it. So I think we have to be accepting of certain people calling us old persons. If they're under five, it's fine. Have you dealt with, um, like I said, I've gone through rage. Have you dealt with uh, mood swings? <sighs> mood swings. You know, I keep thinking that perhaps it is a creative side of me mm -hmm. acting up. Perhaps it is me being unpredictable, creative person, being happy at one point. Being, yes, being kind at another point, being down in the dumps at the very next moment and you know sulking through the day but maybe it's me being bipolar maybe it's me having mood swings the family has learned to tiptoe around me but this is the recent thing you're saying see my recent has been happening for the past five years oh, that's recent that's quite yeah. recent you know when you're when you're in your mid 40s and pushing 50 five years is nothing it's yeah. a blip. so i mean everyone's learned to tiptoe around me because like my mother-in-law tells the staff 
कि भाभी विल नॉट से एनी थिंग बट वेन भाभी गेट्स एंग्री भाभी गेट्स एंग्री सो आई थिंक दैट्स एनीकेशन एंड ब्लूज एंड melancholia i think that's part and parcel of you know getting to realize that after a certain age society expects you to go and sit on the shelf and say Because, that you're past the expiry date <laughs> yeah i think it's that which bothers women the most becoming invisible invisible right? we are not there yet we are not quite there yet but my mom says that it's shocking that when you walk into a party with gray hair and i mean we are quite far from that still but unless you're a celebrity you're irrelevant nobody wants to really waste their time speaking with you although there is so much wisdom there they have lived experiences there's my mom is really witty and really funny and really bright but somebody has to the younger lot have to speak with you to even get past you know that thing of considering you as an entire personality as a human being that is still so much left to contribute and i can see why that is upsetting i think the pressure on women to stay young isn't merely because youth is conflated with being beautiful i think it's also because you become irrelevant as you grow older unless if you know unless you're judy dench or something yeah you're reduced to your ovaries so your ovaries aren't functional anymore therefore you're irrelevant right so that's the way society looks at you and it is annoying when you go into a store and you have to like request for help when younger people out there who are there after you and who will probably not buy as much as you will because yeah. you are more of an impulse shopper than they are correct get all the attention i mean it's very upsetting for me as a person to stand there and find myself totally overlooked i don't think it's the gray hair i think it's just uh, somebody about a certain age they feel is irrelevant has nothing to offer and therefore not interesting anymore and if they spend 10 minutes with us they will know how wrong they are yeah i think I'm also at that stage now where I'm quite free to really think about myself and focus on myself right mm-hmm. so I think the path out of this is the mood swings by the way I other than rage I didn't have too many mood swings it may perhaps be because I've been taking ashwagandha oh lord what are the supplements do yeah. you have a long list of supplements listen okay I was saying this to somebody the other day I said there was a time I could go to bed at night you know come back from somewhere use a makeup wipe to take your makeup off and pass out in bed now this is how it works i slip into my night clothes brush my teeth i lie in bed and i suddenly remember oh damn i haven't put my under eye cream and my anti aging <laughs> cream so i go back to the bathroom and slap that on i come back and then i say oh damn i haven't taken my omega 3 my uh, coenzyme q10 uh, my ashwagandha there's a whole bunch of these things right my my vitamin e capsule my menopace which menopace. is a brilliant menopace yes. iso uh capsule so then i again then sort of you know drag myself to the cabinet that's in my room itself where i keep all these uh, vitamins and i pull them out now i've had them and you know you can't straight away lie down uh, with all the these cap- medicines uh, with these capsules inside you so then i sit up for a bit and then i say okay now i can call it a night then i remember damn i haven't put on my night guard my retainers in my teeth because i do night grinding which is a big part of becoming a uh, perimenopausal i started night grinding very aggressively and so this whole process between deciding to sleep and actually being able to sleep unless i sit with a list <laughs> where I, you know a to do list before bedtime is really protracted 
Mm. It's really annoying. I mean, I really feel that there's too much going into me to keep myself a woman now. Yeah. Too much effort. So my ritual is <laughs> similar to yours, except that I'm lazier than you and I keep everything right next to my bed. So <laughs> the moment I sit in the bed and get ready to sleep, all the bottles are lined up right next to me. What are the multivitamins you're taking? The same as me? Yeah, there are some hair gummies. There are some skin gummies. There's uh, vitamin E. There's cod liver oil. There's menopause. Hmm. There's calcium. Have I forgotten anything? Yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah. So there's a whole lot of thing that keeps us uh, moving and creaking. And I also take melatonin sometimes because... Uh, you travel a lot. Maybe that. I thought maybe it was because... Some days I'm just very sleepy and some days I'm not. And I used to not be that. I think everything is foreign. My body is a stranger to me now. It's like going through a second puberty, I think. I've come to think of it yeah, that way. That's right. We're going through another puberty. I mean, the way it was so confusing and unsettling when we were going through puberty. Like, what is happening? Suddenly I have breasts. Suddenly I have hips. Suddenly you can't walk down the street without everybody looking at you. And now it is suddenly you can't walk down the street with anybody looking at you. Nobody's looking at you anymore. So it's a complete reversal of I know. what unless happened you, at I, Unless you walk into a building in shorts, <laughs> like I just did. Middle-aged men downstairs were doing their namaz and I walked in in these shorts and that was quite a moment. I was feeling a little embarrassed that I had embarrassed them. And then I said, why am I embarrassed? You know, take I'm taking ownership of myself. I'm a, I'm a woman who's allowed to dress as I want. And that freedom that comes only when you're in your 40s and later on, of course, is the best part about growing older. I really think that it's not just a silver lining to the black cloud. I think the black cloud is really small. The silver lining is a a larger, like a sun next to the cloud because it's great. Freedom is great. Freedom to be able to say what you want. Freedom to be who you want and freedom to own it. Absolutely. I think when once you cross 40 and menopause or no menopause, you stop giving so to many Fs. About yeah. everything. Yeah. You don't care about who's saying what about you, who is looking at you and dissecting you, gossip. Everything becomes irrelevant because I think we realize that the final exam is nearing. Yeah. And we need to do our prep and leave back our legacy. Yeah. So we are forgetting about the little things. Yeah. So as you said, Shunali, after 40, we tend to stop giving a lot of Fs about a lot of things. We start owning ourselves. Yeah. We start owning what we say what we dress like what we look like i mean it's us and uh, nobody's telling us what to do nobody can tell us anymore it's just us deciding for ourselves and that's i think a wonderful liberation to have and a realization that why on earth did we take so long to come into our own yeah you know this is what i was saying imagine it's taken us 40 plus years to get comfortable in our own skin I think women perhaps definitely because of all those things we are asked to be you know you do, you're not born a woman you become a woman like mm. Simone de Beauvoir said I think that becoming a woman and all those things that go into being told that this is how you become a woman now we are free of that and yes you're right we don't care a rat's ass now about validation from other people or rather I would say that we care far less for it except that this morning when my blue tick from Twitter was gone <laughs> thanks to the capitalism of Elon Musk I was a little peeved about it, not because I felt that my validation was gone, but I I just felt that I don't like this man. I've heard his uh, philosophy on reproduction in women. And I think that if somebody like that gets to dictate who you are without the blue tick, because on Twitter, let's face it, without a blue tick, 
you are less relevant okay and i'm not living for that but because elon musk gets to win i have a problem with that oh that's okay his company let him decide we go to other social media sites it's okay yeah i mean let i'm not even living him. for their blue tick it's just that he's so gleeful about it but it's less pressure you know i'm happy now that you know random tweets will not come up in news articles saying kiran manrail tweeted this <laughs> ha huh, i'm saying me sharukh's blue tick got taken away but i'm just saying that jack dorsey was a fine man and that's it from neither of your aunties absolutely kiran this was nice chatting i think it really helps when you talk to a friend about what you're going through get medical help if you want find a friend and remember this will all pass yeah this will pass it's not a terminal condition you will write this out and last i checked i was still a woman and so will you all be and with that this is a wrap on this episode of not your auntie i am kiran mandral and this is shanali shroff and we will see you again next week thank you for being such wonderful listeners do write into us on our social media handles and tell us what you'd like us to chat about i'm kiran manral on twitter on instagram and i'm shunali shroff with a u on twitter and shunali kullar shroff on instagram Bye.